Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the trends and tropes of the horror genre. This is episode 174, part two of the results of the Wheel of Misfortune. If you haven't listened to episode 173, go back because we are back again. It's Liz, Eric, Mike, Robert, and the Jersey Ghouls, Jackie and Marissa going through our Wheel of Misfortune franchise picks. No. Uh, Mike, All right, do I, get to pick, do I get to pick next? Yeah, sure. I'll oh, let well, you. Because you, go, gonna... you endured. Yeah, I, I'm I am go a to, fan, and I still want to watch Marissa that shit again. As a good parent. Oh, good parent, parent to parent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, this is actually a series that I have uh, shared with my kids because they adore it. But I, I got the Scream series, guys. And I swear the horror gods. And for the record, I imagined the horror gods to be like Pinhead, Zuzu. <laughs> Black Phillip. <laughs> um, I'm not Black sure Phillip. who else. I yeah. to throw them out there. But the horror gods blessed me in this Wheel of Misfortune because I really thought I was going to get stuck with like the human centipede or one with like 50 films. But I got lucky and That's I got Robert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Robert really did. Um, so I'm going to say I dodged a lot of bullets on that on our wheel. Um, and I also got a series that is so near and dear to my heart as someone who studies horror from like academic feminist perspectives because boy, uh, to me, this film series is a pivotal turning point in the history of the slasher horror, particularly in reference to the final girl. The Scream series rewrote the playbook. It rejuvenated a genre, a genre that was dying quicker than a sexually active girl in the 1980s slasher films. And for the record, I am not a fan of those 1980s slasher films, pound for pound. So Scream really is near and dear for me. So it also, to me, created an iconic villain. Mm-hmm. In the costume uh, of Ghostface, uh, obviously Mr. Face, if you're nasty. So let's, <laughs> let's dive in. All right, spanning from 1996 till 2023, and with number seven looming for maybe 20, probably not because of SAG Afro, but Thank 2025 you. is my guess for Scream Seven. Um, all right, so I wrote a little summary, you guys. Now this is like the Marissa Spark notes, so bear with me because it yeah. doesn't actually give any plot, but it'll be fun anyway. Uh, <laughs> The series revolves around Sydney, a scrappy and delightful woman who goes through some serious shit over the span of um, basically her entire life, thanks in no small part to her mother's baggage. And before you write in and say I'm victim blaming here, simmer down. I'm just saying that her mom, Maureen, got into some serious shit and Sydney kind of paid the price, right? I mean, for most of her life for this. Um, So it's kind of like that whole sins of the father thing, right? So Sydney battles ghost face after face after face including a boyfriend, boyfriend's besties, uh, boyfriend's moms, half-brothers, cousins, 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 baby mamas, <laughs> neighbor's uncle's friendly barber with a beard, et cetera, et cetera, through all se- seven, six movies. Um, and they're all trying to kill her initially, and then eventually different girls as we get into the new ones, and I'll put a pin in that for a second. So in one, two, three, and four, I would argue Sydney is the final girl. And then along comes the requel, right? Scream 5, a.k.a. Scream 2022, uh, comes along and they switch the narrative just a bit. Sydney is still definitely... Part. Sorry, my Siri was apparently recording that entire thing. Hold on. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> um, AI. Yeah, seriously. It's like like my Chucky AI, Jackie. It's because you said you the summoned curse. it. I know. I know. Yeah, I said it that's on you. I'm sorry. 
Um, so basically, in the requels, they pass the pass the torch to to speaking of standing, Melissa Barrera and Jenny Ortega take over as Billy's kid and sister, and they carry the final gore torch. Now, why this film series is amazing to me is not only because I think all of the films kind of stand up and are kind of delightful in their own right, um, some more than others. We'll get into that in a minute, but also because it really does reinvigorate and redefine what a slasher can be and i think a24 doesn't exist without these films i think a lot of what we consider modern horror mm-hmm. doesn't exist without these films and most importantly we don't get feminism and horror the way we do today without sydney and kevin williamson and wes craven taking all those chances so there that's my diatribe on screen uh Ooh. my ranking i can't wait I, i'm okay. so curious because i'm assuming everybody <laughs> in here has seen all these films and can play this game with me number one obviously is one Number two is two. And here's why. I was so torn. I was so torn. But Jerry O'Connell singing. (laughs) (laughs) That puts anything over the top. And Aunt Becky. Aunt Becky from Roseanne is the villain. Come on, dude. Like, you got to give props to that. Um, So that pushes it over the edge for me. Ready? My hot take. Number five is the third best. I know. I know. I know. But that other girl is absolutely terrible. 20, oh, the 2022. So. You're yeah, saying 2022 is yeah, I'm saying 2022 was the okay. third. Okay. 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 I know. I think Listen, I'm here to, on all of the scariest things. Worst of list. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fine. And you know what? Here's why I'm totally biased. I'm going to be a mom for a minute. I got like oh. they look at okay. those two women and not they only that but as to make one nev campbell that's but i'm also gonna say as a latina woman seeing two latinas mm-hmm. on screen being the final girls like mm-hmm. we don't get that ever yeah. so being right. a woman of color right, right. I was like, yeah and anybody even six degrees of Lin-Manuel Miranda gets my vote. But um, <laughs> so, all right. So then obviously Scream 3 comes in a close after five. Um, number four. And then, of course, number six. So my ranking was one, two, five, three, four, six. Okay. All right. Anybody want to argue that? Yeah, I don't no. know. I would think six is the worst. Six at the end. Six is yeah. the worst. Oh, see, I think yeah. four is the worst one. I can't ah. stand part four. Okay. I like okay. three. I, I go one, three, two. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, okay. I like three, three way more than yeah. Because three three was the one which opens with Omar Epps and, and Jada Pinkett. And, that's two. And, and, uh, that's two? That's oh, okay. Two. No, I'm thinking yeah. all right, no, no, it's two for me then. I'll yeah. give yeah. three all the credit because I love Parker Posey. So mm. I'll, I'll... Uh, was was three <laughs> yeah. the one that introduced Stab? Or was that no, that was two? two that was two. Okay, so yeah. I'm still thinking two. Okay. Yeah. Because right, Stab was the movie about Eric, the Woods Grove murders. Yeah. 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 Turns you out love you love two. two. Yeah. Yep. What I love about three, though, is that I think they were low-key calling out Har- Harvey Weinstein before it was okay to call out Harvey Weinstein. So Ooh. go back and watch three with that yeah. lens and you'll wow, be really? yeah, you'll be mm-hmm. mind blown. Um, okay, You're original title take. for this was Scary Movie. It was also, yes, the Stab movies are an entire plot line. I fell down that rabbit hole and you can really follow Stab 1 through 7 throughout the entire course of all these films. Um, including a scene directed by Robert Rodriguez for Scream 2. So when they're in the movie theater watching uh, Tori, like whoever it is, I think it's Tori Spelling. Yeah. Get killed at the beginning. And then all of those scenes were directed by Robert Rodriguez, which kind of blows my mind. Yep. Wait, um, and so that's kind of really were, fun. Weren't these produced by Miramax too? They were indeed. Yeah. So it was especially uh, risky to be making mm-hmm. a movie about I think women you're being onto something there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah, watch yeah, yeah. watch three uh, with, huh. with that lens. And you'll be yep. like, holy shit, they were calling out Weinstein. <laughs> um <laughs> so favorite kills. All right. Um, I'm not 
going to go for the obvious Drew Barrymore at the beginning of the first one. While I think that is what makes this series as iconic as it is, my mm-hmm. all-time favorite kill. So I had to break it up. I couldn't pick. There are anybody want to guess how many count kill count in this film in this film series? Jeez. Ooh. Are we going to take 82? I'm saying 82. 82. I'm going to say 57. Did you just said 82 is low? I say Anybody else want to throw a guess out? Uh 65. Oh, you're no, so that, close. Oh. 62. Oh. 62 oh. kills. Oh, wow. Yeah. 62 kills. Yeah. You feel I'm like fing- there's I'm, so much more. I'm yeah. fingering 10 per ten per episode. About yeah, 10 about per, good. yeah. Yeah. That's a good, couple yeah. more, a couple less here and there, but basically mm-hmm. 10 per 10 per series for movie. I am going to say I did not watch the series, y'all. I'm sorry. I know I was supposed to. It was extra credit. I couldn't get to it. Okay. Um, okay. I do apologize. Okay. <laughs> All right. So best kill to me of the whole series is in part two in the movie theater when the character of Maureen played by Jada Pinkett gets stabbed in yes. front of everybody and nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah. Scared the yeah. pantal, scared the bejeebies out of me as a, as a, <laughs> as a teenager, mm-hmm. the most emotional death Dewey, obviously yes. like I was right, shook. Right, right. Right. And the funniest and most endearing kill to me, Stu. I love Stu's oh, murder yeah. and that oh, entire yeah. sequence. Love Matthew Lillard. Mm-hmm. Can't get enough of it. Um, <laughs> any other kills stick out to everybody? There were so many to choose from, to be honest. Oh. The only thing I liked about the newest one was um, when they killed the kid who, like, they he opened up the refrigerator and his buddy's there, and then yes. he's mm-hmm. chasing around the apartment. I liked that, but I that, just which don't... is a great trope. The the the, the uh, usually in in comic books, it's the girlfriend in a fridge. Yeah, trope, no. which is yes. a which is a, a for, for Marissa that that raises all the kind of the feminist uh, geek flags. <laughs> it's like, oh, you don't do that because it's, it's the you know, that that is a trigger for it's like, <laughs> it's oh, I'm so a superhero <laughs> because someone stuffed my girlfriend in a fridge. So. Yeah. It's so true. I like the one in part five, the girl who ends up her parents like they live in Stu Mocker's house. When she dies, it's just because it's satisfying because I, I, that she was such an obnoxious character that it was just ridiculously <laughs> satisfying for her to die. I love it. Um, I also love shout out to Samara Weaving's character in the sixth one because yeah. like she was like a film hey. critic woman. Yeah. And A, she's yeah, gorgeous and I love her. Yeah. But yeah, I loved her character. I was mad that she died so untimely. But yeah, yeah there's. I mean, it's Scream, right? You guys, like, there's just no, there's no stopping it. I think it's a powerhouse. I think even the bad films are still pretty palatable compared yeah. to, like, some of the series we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, Marissa, I think one of the things that you really didn't touch upon is this. one of the key strengths is it. it is a, it's sort of your reference manual to horror movies. This right. is, uh, it, it brings out all the tropes. It, it uses, you know, the classic tropes in the best ways. I mean, it's got the mm-hmm. one of the best, even in, in the sixth movie, the look right, look left, you know, fake out, um, you know, every, another refrigerator scene. Mm-hmm. You're expecting, you know, it, it plays with every expectation that you have. And that, that was born out of Wes Craven. Has anybody saying, been hit by a bus on yeah. screen? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but did you learn not to drive behind log cars? Yes, I that don't is true. Yeah, that's what I learned from Final Destiny. What lessons um, no. can I take away from screen? And, 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 and I think that even with the sixth one, which or the fifth one, which I'm not a big fan of, I liked how that they, they updated the trends where they start talking yeah, about elevated horror yep. and they start and they start dropping mm-hmm. references to the witch and you know the mm-hmm. other things and and what 
it's like, oh no, that's we're we're now at a different place in 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 horror because and and because we talk about this this kind of stuff all the time about you know whether this is a golden age of horror, mm-hmm. you because know, Scream was needed when it came out because it horror was yeah. getting stale. Yeah, like, particularly the franchise stuff was totally stale, and this was like right. total breath of fresh air. I, you you caught a little bit of that from New Nightmare. But really, this was like, all right, we're gonna do, we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna wash the car here. We're yeah, it saves do. it saves the genre, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, would, and not only that, but, yeah. oh, go ahead, sorry. No, I would agree with that. Nice yeah, and I think that the other thing, Eric, it's so true because our generation looks at it as blowing up Carol Clover's like final girl, really kind of sending all the tropes upside down. But I watched these with my teenagers, and they were like. Um, we would expect no less than this. Like they are now at a point where Sydney is the norm. Like they watch movies now and they expect their final girls and their characters to be smart. They don't fuck with like the old, oh, well, the virginal final girl and the slutty one gets killed. Like they watch those films as farce now and they watch (laughs) modern horror through the lens of of Scream. Scream did that. And I'm always like, Mm -hmm. I'm a lady yelling at the clouds. I'm like, you wouldn't appreciate this if it weren't for Sydney. (laughs) Not like yell and scream throughout the entire movie, which they really enjoy incidentally but um and real quick my my jersey ghouls feminist final thoughts on this is um thank you i'm gonna i'm gonna write an open letter to sydney and to Wes craven and kevin here thank you for evolving the final girl to be smart complex and real and be able to have sex because they she should um i mean granted some of it, it was, was with a serial killer, killer. Yeah. <laughs> i mean hey i mean listen of all yeah. the people i've you know i made some choices i'm not judging i'm not judging this is um, edward cullen yeah. good god yeah, that's- seriously <laughs> I'll take him over Edward Cullen any day. At least uh, Edward's just like sneaky about his gaslightiness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Billy was over. Um, <laughs> I love that these films evolved to show the trauma and the dangers and how that that affects us through our lives. I love that Sydney becomes a woman who empowers other women. She like works for a hotline. She like constantly uses her experiences to empower other people and other survivors. Um, and finally, I think thank you. More than anything, Jackie, cover your ears. You're not going to like this. Thank you, Scream, for saving the shitty, shitty subgenre of slasher films from itself. Thank you for taking it into a modern era and making feminists like me love slashers again. XOXO. (laughs) But Marissa, not Jackie. (laughs) It's Marissa. You know what? If if it makes Marissa happy, then it makes me happy. Oh, so, that's oh, why I love you. There we go. Empowered oh, women. Okay. Yep. Love it. Um, she's gonna beat me up later. Don't listen. Oh yeah, no. The minute these cameras come off, she's her ass is great. So do we think that Scream kind of undid all that good stuff by not giving Nev Campbell the money she wanted to appear that's what in I was the final ask. movie? So funny. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> pay that girl. Like, that's pay her. Pay that girl because she deserves it. Mm-hmm. They but also, I really believe to make up for one Sydney. <laughs> I, I like Janet Ortega. I thought the other girl was not. That's a fair. Performer. A lot of people don't love her acting. Yeah. I think yeah. I was so blinded by my love of having two representative, you know, people of color that I, I don't mind her. I love her. Right, right. <laughs> they, they, they weren't charming. I think that was the yeah. thing that where yeah. where Nev. You you rooted for Nev and Eric. She is charming as f. You're telling me she walks into this Zoom right now, Eric, and you're not like Jenna and I are best friends. Don't even come at me. I'll take the Jenna, the Jenna from X or Jenna from from any of them. The what was the monster? No, no, the Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Yeah, God. Wednesday Adams. So good in Wednesday. 
I just want to sit around and talk shit on people with her because you know you're going to have a good time doing it. That's I'm just that's the kind of girl I want to hang out with. I just watched her on uh, Hot Wings and it was it was a great one. Hot wings. Yeah. Oh, the hot ones. The, the hot the, ones. Yeah. Hot ones. Yeah. Hot ones. Yeah. How did she, did she make it past the uh, the bomb? Oh, she made it past all of them. Yeah. She, oh, nah, yeah, good she did. Oh, yeah. I heard yeah. she was yeah. really good. Okay. No, I just I love it when people break down at the bomb and then they just start like having to. <laughs> I would be like, don't even put me near those. Drooling things. and spewing all kinds of stuff. It's, yeah. Let me guess. You think Aubrey Plaza seems like a Debbie Downer too? Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> all right. Robert, we have two left. It's Robert and Eric. Me? It's Tremors versus yep. Wishmaster. Oh, yeah, mine, mine, will be, mine will be comparable. So excited. Okay. So, Robert, you've got, you've got a task in front of you. All right. Tremors. I was <laughs> Tremors. Tremors. Um, so, Tremors. <laughs> what, what can I say about Tremors? Tremors, um, it started a long time. It was decades in the making, actually, um, between uh, the writers S.S. Wilson and, and Brent Maddock. They're the ones that started it. They were shooting something else randomly um, and found themselves in a desert and they were standing on a rock and this one of them said, hey, what if there was something under the sand that made us not get off this rock? And that's how the <laughs> idea for Tremor started. So, <clears throat> you know, eventually it came out and it, it came out, the uh, original film came out in 1990 starring Mr. Bacon and Mr. Ward. And the cast in this film was pretty amazing. It was um, great. It yeah. had, uh, well, obviously Michael Gross, who yeah. then became <laughs> Tremors. Mr. Tremors. Uh, but also Reba McIntyre. Yes. And yeah. it had uh, Ariana Richards, the little girl from Jurassic Park, uh-huh. was in it as Missy, also the little girl in, mm-hmm. in Tremors. Um, it had uh, genre favorite Victor Wong. Who was yeah. a yes yeah, one-eyed who, Victor Wong? Who was <laughs> awesome, and unfortunately, the only really gory death in the film. Uh. But uh, so, hands down, the first movie, the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. and actually, it's also the only movie of the seven that wasn't direct-to-video. Oh. oh, all of the other ones were. <laughs> all totally. the yeah. fourteen of however many. Yeah. Yeah. all twelve thousand of them. <laughs> Number yeah, back two, direct to video was a thing. Was supposed wow. to be in the theaters, but they said they would make more money if it went direct to video. <laughs> Somebody lied to them. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> and the first one, I think the problem was the first one didn't make any money. The first really one didn't. Not really. It made they spent ten million dollars making it. It didn't do well at the box office. Uh, box really? office they made like sixteen million dollars. Oh, wow. It took a long time for it to become a a cult favorite, and that's where it started making its money. But by then okay. they were already pushing them out to to direct a video, uh, and I think like the f- next few movies they made for like four million dollars or something like that. They didn't, there was no money behind oh. any of the rest of them. Okay. Oh my God, that just bummed me out. I don't yeah, know why I, I got know. so sad about I know. that. <laughs> I know it's a great movie. So Michael Gross has to eat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Where's Kevin the Bacon has other things money. to do. I know. Where is that family ties money? Well, <laughs> in Tremors Two, which is the only one that starred either of the two main characters from one, so Fred Ward okay. is in Tremors Two. Tremors Two was also supposed to star. Kevin Bacon and Reba McIntyre. However, 
Reba, uh, she had some side gig where she's like a singer. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> she had to do that, apparently. Um, and Kevin Bacon uh, gave up the chance to be in a direct sequel in Tremors 2 to be in like the 13th movie of the Apollo franchise. Oh my God. He regretted that for years. I bet. <laughs> so, so he was in Apollo 13. So yeah. that's, he had some, some random space. It was so that, that late in the franchise, Good they choices. probably sent him to space. Yeah. Um, so. Do the tremors go to space, Robert? They do not. Okay. They go, they go, they go yet. to. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Yet. Well, actually it might be done. Huh? There, there may not be any more tremors. Oh, no. oh. I know. We'll get to that. Michael though. Gross okay. not, not on able my to. watch. I know. Michael Gross is out. <laughs> so, I would say, if you're gonna watch Tremors, watch the first one, mm-hmm. obviously, and stop there. If, <laughs> if you feel like you need to watch another one, <laughs> watch the third one. Okay. Oh, okay. Watch the third one because the. The second one was just a little sad. Now, the the second one, the only good thing about, okay, there are two good things about the second one. Fred Ward, because I love Fred Ward, mm-hmm. and it introduced the the Shrieker, which was the little hoppy dudes yeah. in the Tremors universe. Right. I do like those. Yeah. So there are three phases of the Graboid in the Tremors universe. The Graboid, Tremors 1, the iconic of the monsters, mm-hmm. the Shrieker, which is came out in Tremors two, and then the the crowd favorite, the Ass Blaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! From Tremors three. Who so, doesn't love guys? This? I gotta go. I gotta watch three real quick. <laughs> 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 so, that is the cycle of life. Because they literally come from each other and are that's how tremors are made. Just in case you want to have children. Wait, can you take it back? Like pretend we're in health class in 10th grade. Can you tell me how one gets to an ass class? Two graboids love each other very much. Let's dissect. Just take it back for me. Dissect that graboid. You have the graboid. And at some point, the graboid um, feels feels like it needs to um, create more of itself. And so turn the whiteboard on here. So Robert can draw it, it, it explodes, out. <laughs> actually. It does sort of an alien thing. Um, and graboids come out. And that's how you get, yeah. quote, back to perfection, which is yeah. the title of the third one. Right, exactly. Right, right. exactly. So then the, uh, how did the, oh, the, the ass blasters come from the graboids? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because the graboids, if you feed them too much, then they they start to procreate, and they they it's they're almost like gremlins. Um, and at some point, they then sort of pupate and make a ass blaster. And the ass blasters can fly, <laughs> which does not look like you would expect. It looks like a pelican for anybody at home who's wondering. I just Correct. googled it, <laughs> but it's because they blast out of their ass and that <laughs> propels them into the air. Why do they need? Then. <laughs> well, then they glide. See, then, then they, they control, glide. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love the fact that you goodness. use pupate and ass blaster in the same sentence. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is so anyway. Holy shit! Somebody locked out in this this wheel of fortune. You I guys, know. I'm not saying no. <laughs> so, 
So poor Fred Ward had to do two. <laughs> I think he was probably calling Kevin and Reba and there he was like, why, why aren't you guys here? What the hell? We, were just, we all said we we're going to do this. Damn it. So it, it was not a great movie. Um, three, however, I think it was done by a sci-fi channel because it was the one that set up oh, the series. Yeah. Um, ah, and okay. it brought, it didn't bring back um, Kevin or Fred Ward, but it brought back, uh, well, Michael Gross, obviously, but there are like five or six of the original characters from the first movie that came back, back to perfection um, for the third movie. Um, not many of them, I think only Michael Gross stayed um there was the annoying kid melvin in the first movie who everyone was always mad at he came back um and then they got rid of him pretty quickly and there was like the hispanic man in the first movie um can't remember he was like javier or something and he came back in the third movie also and they also got rid of him pretty quick so there are a lot of these little cameos um and then the the series spun off uh, with a couple new actors in some of the same roles. So, so the, the Missy character um, was no longer the girl from Jurassic Park. It was played by somebody else and her mom was played by somebody else, even though they're the same characters. And then all the rest of the characters in the series were new, except for Michael Gross. (laughs) Um, So, those are the first three. The, the fourth one, as is required when you get far enough into a franchise, is a prequel. Uh, and that goes back to the Old West, where Michael Gross plays one of his ancestors. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yes. Um, I love not, that trope. <laughs> not, not a great movie. Um, but it gives you, it's like the founding of the perfection town where everybody lives. Uh, and then the fifth movie, the, okay, the fifth movie is where it starts to break down. If it oh, hadn't broken down already. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> 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 I mean, oh, we, we hit that like 10 yeah. minutes ago. <laughs> the wheels <laughs> have come off now. Okay. Yeah. The wheels have come off. The, the fourth one, at least it was something a little new. I mean, it was it was a new, new, sea, new scenery, new everything. And the fifth one, we get back to the old style. And they start, it starts to, um, how do I put this? They, um, there's, there's peeing. There's, there's a peeing thing that, <laughs> that enters into the um, Tremors uh, universe. Um, As distinct from the ass blaster. Correct. Distinct okay. from That's the That's it. Now they've gone too far. <laughs> um, this is a, seems to be, um, I don't know if it's a fetish. I don't want to call it that. <laughs> but Michael Gross uh, appears to be. Um, they're writing for him these peeing scenes. In in Whoa. five, um, he's actually gets trapped in a cage and must drink his own urine to survive. Even though it really seems like in the movie he's only been there for like an hour and a half, but it <laughs> does this. Actually, says it's an acquired taste, um, and and so I thought, okay. That was weird, but whatever. Uh, the movie it takes place in South Africa. They go around the world sometimes because the graboids get seen, and they always call Michael Gross to come get them. So, 
so this one was in South Africa. So he was really hot. I guess we can. That was that was why. Um, He's trying to escape Jamie Kennedy. I thought that's no. (laughs) (laughs) He did introduce Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, that was unfortunate. And he stuck with him for like a couple of couple of movies. Um, And then after that, uh, they went into the snow um, in the next movie um, because there was yet another different graboid scene in the snow. Um, Of course, and. They um, got ass blasted like across the country. Or <laughs> <laughs> they did. Yes. International ass blasting. Yeah. International <laughs> ass blasting. Yeah. Uh, and isn't that, a, uh, isn't that a film festival we once all went to? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and again, there was there was more peeing. Um, Michael Gross's <laughs> character um, required one of the other characters to pee to attract. The graboid. Robert, thank you so much for doing this research because I I can't believe this turned into pee fetish films. Yeah, getting really weird. I had no idea. Yeah, it was so. So then, that was number six, and I think the writers were just fed up with it, and so in number seven, they killed um, Michael Gross. Spoiler alert: (laughs) Burt Gummer is dead. Okay. <laughs> so we're thinking there will be no more peeing, no more tremors. Now they've gone too far. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So probably no more. And they tremors. were on an island too. <laughs> okay, Shrieker Island. Yeah, Shrieker Island. Yeah. Oh, and we yeah, had the guy from Napoleon Dynamite. Tourist attraction. Too, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. That was. Yeah, that's. I've only. Se- I've only seen the first one and the seventh one. Oh, I, I skipped yeah, all yeah. the peeing. An interesting choice. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not down seven, with the seven was pee free, seven. which was yeah. nice. Oh, there we That's go. That's right. <laughs> I mean, we're not we're not kink shaming, but it is oh, nice. No, 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 no. Nice you to have a pee free movie. It was just a little unexpected. Now, yeah. They all managed to be PG thirteen movies essentially through the through, through the whole. Yes, month. actually, the first one was was R because mm-hmm. there were a lot of f bombs, but yeah. they went back through and read and redubbed them, and some of them you can actually see. Because <laughs> um, they're they're you can see what they're actually saying, but mm-hmm. especially when Kevin Bacon's on the roof and mm-hmm. and uh, Michael Gross calls in and says, "Oh, we killed one of them. We killed that mother humper." Yeah, and you can see yeah. right, Michael, you right. can see Kevin Bacon on the He's roof. Not going, a mother humper. There is one more mother humper. Yeah, <laughs> but well, he doesn't say mother humper. Yes, I showed <laughs> Tremors the first one to my nephew who is ten, and when oh, I thought well. it was a good time. The effects of 1990 did not seem to impress a child of today. <laughs> oh. It's hard to impress them. Yeah, that was really Stan Winston, is. wasn't it? Yeah. Didn't, it didn't Stan terrible. Winston do the... I don't uh, think so. Made the Graboids? I don't know. Yeah. I still thought it was a great time. And I forgot and was how many f were in it, to be honest yeah. with yeah, you. Yeah, no, there was no... <laughs> it was preached... Yeah, you wouldn't... Uh, you know, unless you had Spielberg's money, you weren't trying to do that kind of stuff in CGI no. at yeah. that time. Right. And if you didn't like that right, one, right, right. don't show him any of the other yeah, ones. Yeah, no. Because they did not have the He's money. He's not impressed by uh, yeah. practical effects. I just I just looked on Wikipedia and I like the trans the, the the progression of if you look under the franchise tag, it says that the first one is, you know, a, a monster movie. The mm-hmm. second one, they called it an action horror monster movie. By the third one, they're calling it a comedic monster movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then by the sixth one, it's a pee fetish movie. They're like, right. we don't even know what we've done. <laughs> 
yeah. pretty much once you get past number four, all yeah. of the movies are just about everybody yelling at each other. That's, <laughs> that's all it comes down to. Oh, man. Well, thank it's you just, for getting past chaos. number four. Yeah. Uh, and, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, Jackie and, and Marissa, Robert is often the one who takes one on the chin and watches the worst possible movies for our for our site. He's willing to goes in and watches bad movies where I think Liz and I particularly do, uh, try and avoid really movies that we Rob, think might be Robert awful. is the purple Robert heart. will do it. He is yeah. the purple heart. Like, I'm like Mikey. He'll yeah. eat anything. <laughs> Robert, blink if you're in danger. We can help you. Yeah. The Jersey Bulls can get you out of here, okay? We'll bring you safely yeah. to Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. We won't make you're you close. watch all the Trevors. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Did you um, venture into the series at all? I, I did. I oh. did. I have... I have two things to say. Um, the series is is kind of forgettable and probably doesn't need to be watched. And also, I lucked out because Bloomhouse um, very nearly gave me another series to watch. Oh, and luckily oh. for the strike. Again, and, yeah. we're being saved. Yes, yeah. because uh, in 2015, actually, Kevin Bacon was going to come back to do another series. Um, and they shot the pilot. And then... Whoever, whatever this the um, network was that was gonna get it, decided they didn't want it. So, oh, it did not, it did not happen. Sci-fi but says somewhere they don't out want there, something. there's a pilot. Jesus, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> but the but it, series was strange. Yeah, it was. It had some people in it it like had michael chiklis <laughs> in it it wasn't a nature by a, a show just yeah um, yeah it, yeah he was in it um quite a bit he was like a, a an agent uh, I love him. because what happens was in the third movie um perfection the city in which the graboids live um <laughs> becomes a um what do you call it a, a protected environment for these uh. this these um animals so there's one graboid left that apparently is friends with michael gross's character um named el blanco because it's an albino (laughs) (laughs) and they have to protect it so it's this like a like a national park almost it's like this preserve for this thing so michael chiklis plays the um the environmental protection agency officer who is in charge of this area Oh, he went um, from the shield. He got fired from that. And now he works. Like yeah, it was really, yeah. I need some work. Uh, Michael Chiklis is in it a bunch. Michael Rooker is in it once. Wow. Oh my gosh. Um, there's a Torturo, not, yeah, not Nick, a famous Torturo. Yeah. Um, NYPD Blue Torturo, not. He's John in it Tutoro. a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. So it's oh kind of strange. Oh, and um, Christopher Lloyd is in it a number of times. Wow. They um, actually had, yeah. So, so, huh. so at least B list money. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's you know it's a, it was a sci-fi channel production, so it it was well, that can go so bad. It can. That could be you know polar polar conda or polar It's true. A weird mashup. You know. Save that for after uh, we make the corn. Drink. I want to see polar conda now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I swear that there's something make. about it yeah. with with uh, the Dean Kane. I think was in something called like Polar Anaconda or something. <laughs> Made no sense, surprised. and it was on yeah. Sci-Fi Channel, and it was just I, I, it was one of those flipping through the channels back when I had cable, and you didn't, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it just it looked horrible. CGI right. was horrible. The acting was horrible. Robert, okay, so was the series also was that Sci Fi Channel. 
Yes. Okay. Series with sci-fi. I think yep. the third I was sci-fi. 100%. Yep. You did it. You went through. Woo, man. Thank you. You're very welcome. Now, last but not right. least, Eric's coming <laughs> Maybe in. Maybe the Wishmaster. least. We'll not see. Okay, board. Wishmaster. This is a mistake I made. I thought I was actually, I, I watched the first Witchboard movie, <laughs> forgetting that I actually had Wishmaster. They're actually kind of well, close enough. in a way. Yeah, I mean, enough. relative to the, the relative to the quality and the production, quality, they're yeah. similar animals. So raise your hand. How many of you guys have seen more than one Wishmaster? Only one hand. Only the first. Oh, okay. <laughs> Only the first one. Okay. Yeah. No, so, sir. Only That's Robert, like we said. Time. That yeah. is your job. <laughs> this is a this is a series where I think that the first movie is not the best of them. Oh. What? But I also oh. think that the first movie is not very good. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, this is this is a movie um, uh, directed by well, the first movie was directed by Robert Kurtzman, produced by Wes Craven uh, in 1997, and mm-hmm. this is at a time when. I think it's not, nobody's saying it outright, but everybody recognizes that Robert Englund's getting old. We need, we need a new franchise to kick off uh-huh. with a, with a brandable villain who can quip and is sort of this unstoppable m- magical being. And, and so with that, we got introduced to the djinn. Uh, and so there's commonalities through all four of these films, and they're all they're all quite different uh, in both tonally and um, they all they well they're not connected, which is interesting. None of the uh, four of them, huh. other than but they all have these commonalities. It's based right. on the myth of a jinn trapped in a fire opal, which looks kind of like a big glass ruby or those ring lollipop candies that you used to have when you were a kid. <laughs> right? it, it's just like. Man, that's a cheap looking fake fake gemstone. But if you look into it, you can see a little the genies in there. It's like, oh, oh, he's got you now. And uh, so, anyway, so, so yeah. the so the so the gin is probably a Freddy Krueger analog at this point. Um, the costumes and makeup are not good. <laughs> <laughs> he is the genie is Wait, rubbery you looking. Said- when you say Freddy Krueger analog, like jokey, like Freddy Krueger, yeah, he's quippy. Okay, he, okay. he sort of pops up. He's a, yeah, sort of yeah. like this unstoppable magical thing that just sort of shows up and changes appearance and sort of he he's. They also change the actor between and and they and it's it's unfortunate they did because the one thing that they had going for it was at least. Um, the Andrew Devoff, who plays the Jin in the first two movies, is is kind of charismatic. I mean, he's he, the, in, in the same way, you know, that because he he always like be careful what you wish, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And he shows his sharp teeth and and um, and the other. So this is because it's a genie. Um, you get three wishes with the third wish freeing the the, the legions of Jin upon the earth. And uh, this is so it's a monkey's paw, right? Be careful how you state your wishes. It never works out the way that you wish them. That's the that's usually the clever bit. That's that is the that that's the trick behind Wishmaster. Each story links the gin to a final girl heroine, the waker, who needs to make the three wishes. It just happens to be that they're always women. Um, I think that they that they were they were buying into you know, the, the Nightmare on Elm Street trope, the final girl kind of a thing. 
So not monkeying with that formula too much. Um, no continuity for any of these movies. Each movie is self-contained. Each movie has a different gin origin and a different fire opal discovery. Really? This is done by Artisan in Entertainment. It is They were inexpensive, but somewhat profitable. They were made for about a million dollars each. So it's like, almost oh. not even a series. So it I'm is, surprised. I really thought Wishmaster was like 80s. That's how <clears throat> crappy it looks. No, I did not know. It was late 90s. No, okay. It was just 90s. cheap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the... The, the first movie, actually, I, I take that back. The first Wishmaster, they spent $15.7 million. Uh, they, they made $15.7 million on a $5 million budget. Right. So profitable enough that they made wow. more, mm-hmm. right? Um, so the 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 first one uh, stars Tammy Loren, who is Alex, who is a, she's a professor who, um, or no, she's actually, and no, I take that back. She is a um, an auction uh, auctioneer who, mm-hmm. who evaluates valuable things and she gets the gem comes across because the first gem um, was acquired from a dock worker brings it in because it was a horrible accident that crushed Ted Ramey dropped by Joseph Pilato <laughs> couple of this is the first one the best thing about the first Wishmaster it is loaded loaded with horror icons like the yeah. C list, like not not your not your A list ones, but you get you get Robert England A list, right? Um, you get Rico Ross, who was in Aliens. He's Frost from Aliens. Yep. Joseph Pilato, the uh, uh, from uh, Day of the Dead. Um, Reggie Bannister from Phantasm. Tony Todd, Angus Scrim, Kane yeah. Hodder, wow. and Tom Angus Savini. Nice. They all show up in this. Okay, doesn't make the movie good. <laughs> but it makes it fun. <laughs> um, uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, uh, Joseph Pilato was a ship worker who's who's drunk on the job, drops a crate of a statue that lands on top of Ted Ramey, <laughs> killing him, and the gem pops loose. A dock worker who is another sort of a, a minor horror player who's been in a number of things takes it, and they try and evaluate it, the gem. And they scan it. It explodes. It turns into the, the genie pops out, kills kills our heroine's um, boyfriend or par- the, the 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 guy she's got a crush on, uh, and it takes over his body. And um, then it just kind of goes on a killing spree, looking for the woman who, essentially, when she she was the first one to look into the gem, and it goes, "I see you," you know, that kind of thing. And and then uh, gets the, the the genie gets released, um, and goes on a killing rampage until it, it to try and get her to make three wishes. Um, the acting is eh. Uh, the the our heroine was eh. The fact where I just like I couldn't even remember what she did did or that kind of thing. Devoff was fun, but he's very cliched. Um, this the his he's got so much makeup on that he that he can't really move very much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just very rubbery looking. Um, the the special effects, the gore effects were done by uh, KNB. So big time uh, gory yeah. special effects crew. There was a wild scene at the very end in an art gallery where that, that Robert England's ho- doing a ho- hosting a thing about this new statues and all the stuff that he brought in and uh, the wish the wishes kind of go awry and it and it does a flashback to or there's a the very beginning of the movie there's a persian court scene where the genie goes crazy and kills everybody 
mm-hmm. and until until it stopped and trapped in the gym. And so we get kind of a flashback at the end where there's a big party and people are doing horrible things to each other because it was like, what's it's like, uh, I forget what the wish was, but it was something that triggered really bad behavior. Um, and she manages to trick him by saying, I wish that the guy wasn't drunk. And then, oh, solves it. Done it. All right. Wrap the film. Um, <laughs> the, the second one, uh, Wishmaster 2, Evil Never Dies, is my favorite of the series. The first okay. one I give two and a half stars. Okay. Or two to two and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I give it, I make it two and a half because it's fun to see the cameos. Sure. The third one sure. uh, was on a billet budget of $2.5 million, went straight to video. And this starts with an art heist gone wrong, where the gem is buried behind a, is tucked behind a, a canvas. And uh, the burglars get out, but there's a shootout and the cops cops kill off most of the burglars. Uh, and in the process, they, uh, they, they, the, there was a statement of the, or the one guy remaining, the girl, his girlfriend gets away. And uh, she, after looking into the gym and seeing, I see you, going to get you, you know, that kind of thing. And, <laughs> and she runs away, leaving the gym with her dying boyfriend who gets shot by the cops. And then um, and he goes and, and he, as he's dying out, the, the genie comes out and says, I can make your pain go away. And and he goes, make it stop. And so he kills him and takes over his body. Um, and and we've got Michael Devoff around going around like a grinning maniac because most of the movie he's going around without he's he's actually about as stiff as he is when he's in costume, when he's out of costume. But he's just grinning madly and <laughs> and make, and trying to make people make wishes just for the fun of it. Right. And so a lot of people die because they go, I wish I was famous or I wish I was beautiful and all these monkeys paw things and they just go wrong. And that's the that's the shtick. Um, this is but this was a lot of fun because Andrew Divoff, he did, he willfully goes to prison because where do you find a lot of people who have who want to make wishes and are desperate? prison and he just preys upon this and in this and in this case he needs to get um a like 900 souls and so he's trying to get all these people to commit commit these wishes and it's like i wish this guy would i wish i could kick this guy's ass it's like wish granted and then and then these guys you know they beat up on each other and, ha, 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 and he gets their souls right uh, um, and then eventually there's a prison breakout and he gets out and then he he goes to a with a with a mobster and they go to a casino. And where else do you find a lot of people who have a lot of wishes at the casino? And so they're just, he's just racking up the souls. It's like turning into like earnest movies, like right. Jen goes to prison. <laughs> it Jen is. goes to the casino. <laughs> and, and there's in this case, the final girl is a scrappy, gothy bur- cat burglar. And um she's she's a lot of fun. Um, she also has a, uh, and this this actress is so Holly, is played by. Uh, oh, it's Holly Fields playing Morgana, who is our final girl, um, and she has a an ex boyfriend who's now a priest who looks kind of like uh, Kevin Sorbo, like a uh-huh. romance novel cover model. <laughs> He's he is wooden. He is he is wooden as this table in front of me, um, and but he's just there for a love interest romance beefcake, and 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 an occasional advisor about how to beat a genie because he's it's like we're going to beat him with the power of Christ, 
And um, it's not. It doesn't work really that way. And he laughed. And, you know, the genie goes, you cannot be me like this. Uh, what is your wish? Make your wish. And uh, it's it, it is more fun because I think that the villain here is that Vivoff is having a blast doing what he's doing. And uh, the, we have the, a lot of the other stuff. It's just it's not particularly they got rid of the KMB, so it's not particularly bloody. I thought it was going to be better. But if you're going to watch Wishmasters, you don't have to watch them all. I might start with Wishmaster 2. Um, okay. Do you think, okay. did any of the other ones have like the horror movie credential cast that the first one did? Like no. they're maybe trying to make these as something to get the gang together. No, because Wes Craven like is out. Show. Okay. Right. At this so point. it's just the first one. All right. Yeah. So this so the when, second are, when are we getting when are we getting Wishmaster five? Hopefully that? Never. Uh, is that, in the, is that in the works? <laughs> I don't no. think so. <laughs> Not in the works. Not in the works. Uh well let me take a look. Let's see. Um hopefully not. Probably not. Okay, so okay. Wishmaster three is the worst of the lot. Uh, directed by a guy named Chris Angel. Um, these both were filmed. They, 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 Chris Angel? Magician? I know. Not, not, not you, just that that up, you just walked right over that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this guy, I thought it might have been Las Vegas Chris Angel yeah, magician extraordinaire. Yeah. Ta-da! No, it would be uh, the Wishmaster wish movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this Wishmaster 3 Beyond the Gates of Hell from 2001 was filmed at in, in uh, I think, Edmonton uh, at the same time as Wishmaster 4, The Prophecy Fulfilled. They have two completely different casts. They have two completely different ideas of how they're going about it. A uh, budget of $1.5 million estimated each. They went both straight to video, no box office. Um, and the first one is like, this would have fit in with Mike's teen teen drama stuff where there was... There's a final girl, Diana, who's a studious and suicidal college student, and she's studying with her lovelorn. She she's studying with her lovelorn archaeology professor Barash, um, who's kind of got this inappropriate lust for his student, and she the, discovers the the student. By the way, played by AJ Cook. AJ Cook. I just saw AJ that. Cook. Oh goodness! <laughs> it all they're all connected. Yeah, they're all circle. Connected. Yeah, it so, really does. Yeah, so there's a there in their study materials they find the fire there's a fire opal, and then when um, and she starts reading about it and she she it spooks her she sees the she sees again what is your wish oh no run away um, and uh, the professor comes in and is like oh man this girl doesn't like me. And and then when he the then the, the the genie pops up, played by a different guy this time, um, played by uh, John Novak, um, who's a bit chunkier, which is unfortunate because it just means it's like thicker make. He just doesn't look very scary. Um, and he so the professor says, I want to be I want the prettiest women in the world to fall in love with me. And so, of course, you get like three succubi who come over there and it's like groping all over. Him. And so this movie has at this point sort of jettisoned any notion of uh, it's like we're going to go straight exploitation. So it's like we're going to have three three naked models out there and they're going to and then they, you know, they do horrible things to him and kills off the professor. The, the genie takes on the professor's likeness and he manages to pursue his. The, the the girl across campus trying to get her to make three wishes. Um, it is 
they also introduce a weird avenging angel type of scenario where the, the all of a sudden one of the the boyfriends of the girl turns into an avenging angel to fight the genie it's stupid yeah, not it's, chris angel not chris angel still not chris angel just to be clear we could have benefited be from some chris angel no, no. it could have yeah the plot <laughs> is bogged down horribly by a, by a worried boyfriend and idiot party crazed college pals uh, the plot seems like a really badly written Buffy the Vampire episode. It's very melodramatic. It's very ersatz. I I almost turned this one off and gave up. Give it up. Was, it uh, was, that's not part of the wheel of misfortune. It was, no. yes. There is no giving up. It, I did not give up. <laughs> this movie was boring. It is on poorly Wikipedia, written and poorly acted. It just says this film has four reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, all negative. That's it. Nothing <laughs> else about like any critic quotes or anything. All I negative. give this movie a star and a half. <laughs> no recommended scenes. Not worth watching. All right. And Wishmaster 4. Wishmaster 4 is an upgrade. Okay. Wishmaster 4 is an upgrade. Also directed by Chris Angel. Uh, This one has Tara Spencer Nairn, who is playing Lisa, who's our final girl again. Um, And she is married to uh, a guy named Jason Thompson, Sam, a very strapping, handsome man. And then they they also go the route of let's show skin. And they have a lot of sex at the beginning of the movie. And then, and but what ends up happening is that um, uh, the the Sam the 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 fiance gets horribly injured in a motorcycle accident, which is left him paraplegic, and so she is going to a lawyer named my uh, named Stephen, who has a crush on her. He's another handsome man, mm-hmm. uh, Michael uh, Turco. Uh, He's from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lisa and Sam, they purchased a house, but when after the tragedy, they they use this handsome lawyer to help them with their legal claims. Sam is hot for Lisa, and he gives her a puzzle box, like a junior varsity Hellraiser lament box, right? <laughs> and that that this time that's where the fire opal is contained. She freaks out and leaves because I I love Sam, right? Um, but in, in when she opens the box, of course, she sees the fire opal. What do you wish? She runs away, freaks out, um, and then the genie pops open and kills kills Stephen, the lawyer, and takes over his body. So what you now have is a love triangle with a. Um, uh, they they eventually start like she she does make a wish. She wishes for her fiance to be better, oh. and it works. Sounds like a nice oh. wish at least. But there's all this kind of it. But there's like jealousy horrible jealousy um and it's this is very much a love triangle movie it reminds me of witchboard which i watched by mistake (laughs) so a a love triangle movie um i think that that this time michael truco as the um as the gin uh they switch they switch to the chunky guy the the john novak again when he wants to go full gin mode um is more effective as a menace I think he's he the, and 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 you know I'll admit I I thought actually this kind of triangle romance kind of worked in in a it felt like a Hallmark movie that went horror <laughs> uh, and and it and it plays it plays the wishes smarter than the third movie um, lots of melodramatic nonsense um, lots of sort of people who get sort of incidentally in the way and they're the ones who tend to get dispatched. 
And then the angel, this is, okay, so the avenging angel comes back, and in some of the worst sword fighting you will ever see, <laughs> it was like bad Ren Fair, you know, swinging plastic swords at each other. It's like, okay, I'm going to put my, my sword up to block, and then you hit it. Okay, now you do it. It was just like, it's so bad. By that point, it was just, it was, it, that, 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 they really should have avoided that. They actually had a halfway watchable thing going on with the romance and how they were going to play out the wishes because at a certain point, you know, the, 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 uh, this time the legions of, I think this one seemed to have an apocalyptic ending that the other ones sort of avoided, which I appreciated. So this other movie, than, oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. I was going to say this, this movie kind of passes barely. I give it two and a half stars. Okay. So it's like, I give this one a C I give three an F I give, I give uh two, a B minus and I give, Wait a minute! One. Did we just switch from stars to to letters? Because yeah, yeah. I what the fuck? I think we did. Yeah. <laughs> As a fan of the show, I'm gonna yeah. say respectfully, that's not how we do things here. <laughs> okay, my wish. Yeah. Is that I reset the clock? Two stars. Two stars. Three stars. One and a half stars. Two and a half stars. So there's a reason. I'm just protecting the brand for you. Yeah. Okay. I'm there's just a kidding. reason I'm totally we left Wishmaster off our Canadian horror list. Yeah, so you don't need to, long <laughs> in the short of it Canada is. and with Canadian cast and crew. So yeah. we're gonna say definitely skip it on Wishmaster. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Only if you're bored. Wow. Yeah, so I'm gonna fair. summarize franchises and wrap us up here. So Wishmaster is the well, wait, let's down. let's vote which which is which is the best franchise of the oh, ones we did today? Of the scream. Of the scream. is that Liz, yeah. you said scream. I think scream. Yeah. Marissa, scream. You, you yeah, scream. scream. Jackie, Chucky, Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Robert, your scream. Eric, your scream. I'm probably scream. He Maybe wants Chucky. to say Twilight, but I, he, I can he just Chucky. can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we're all right. So scream all it is. Four. Yes. What is scream. the worst? What is the worst? Oh, Wishmaster. Wishmaster. Yeah. Wishmaster. Yeah. Wishmaster. Okay. Yeah. Not Tremors. Wishmaster doesn't Not even sound Blasters. like it's actually a series. It's just using the same name. Yeah, that's okay. what it sounds like. No, okay. it edged it out with the P kink. That's yeah. for me yeah. personally. <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> scream Wishmaster. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. That is that is the definitive vote. I was disappointed. I thought Wishmaster was gonna. I thought with all those all those great cameos, it was gonna be a blast. And and the West Craven presents. Yeah. No. There's a reason why it never became. When someone presents something, it's because they need the paycheck of the here. Can you can you put your name on this? It's literally. Can we just put your name on this? So yeah. But. That was fun. Thank you, Jersey Ghouls, for joining us. And tell us, oh, yay, tell thanks. our listeners where they can find you if they want Jackie, more. go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so you can find us uh, just searching your on your favorite podcasting app. You're going to search there just for Jersey Ghouls. Oh, you shit. are going to go on social media. Same thing. Look for Jersey Ghouls. Uh, we put out new episodes uh, every other Sunday, and like as it was mentioned earlier, uh, we're doing a special treat for the month of October. Every single Sunday, we have done a deep dive into the Exorcist franchise, so covering everything from nice. the novel to the sequels and the movie and the prequels. And we are going to be closing out the month reviewing uh, Exorcist Believer. So yep. we will yeah, see. I can't wait. We will see what yeah, we have great. to say about that one. But uh, yeah, yeah, like I said, search Jersey Ghouls and you will find. Did you guys? Uh, did you guys look at the two? Um, oh, you the gotta two listen, William Mike. Friedkin 
documentaries. Our, uh, oh, no. Because there's two Ooh. documentaries. Oh, there's no, William we... Friedkin on The Exorcist, and then there's uh, William Friedkin does Father Norte, I think. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Which is, Ooh. he Amar, goes Father and looks Amar at an, actu- an actual exorcism. Actual. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> now I have to check that out. Yeah, I do. I'm just it's excited good. for the Justin Bieber one that came out this month. I'm like really looking forward to it. I am a believer. So. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will see you soon.